Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. Hello and welcome into another edition of the podcast exclusive of Second Amendment Radio and The Great Outdoors. Thank you so much for downloading the podcast. My name is Tony Colombo in studio with producer Chad Ellis and my partner Bo Matthews is joining us from home as we continue to practice proper social distancing here at Second Amendment Radio. And uh, joining us for this discussion is our uh, one of our great sponsors from Bluff City Outdoors, the owner of Bluff City Outdoors, Mark McMurray, who also joined us on the show this week, uh, sticking around for this conversation. Mark, thanks so much for uh, putting in a little overtime this week and, and sticking around. Appreciate it. And Yeah, and uh, also, as I mentioned on the show this week, joining us uh, for this discussion on the podcast exclusive is a good friend of mine, good friend of the radio station, Steve Jawar from Great Harvest Bread Company in Maplewood. As I mentioned on the show, a baker by trade, but truly a fisherman at heart. Uh, Steve is going to be with us for this discussion as well. How's it going, Steve? Good. They they call me Bassin Baker. There you go. I, hey, the the <laughs> the, uh, uh, the nickname fits for sure. I showed the boys here some of the uh, pictures that you have sent me recently, and uh, Steve is an incredible bass fisherman. So first, though, um, uh, we got we got we have we have cracked the code. We have solved the problem. Um, on the show this week, we were talking we about... We don't have evidence. We don't have evidence. About yes, we Bo- do. Oh, yes, we do. We yes. Have, Thank you, Chad. We Jay. have evidence. <laughs> yes. Um, so, Steve, just to get you up to speed, Bo Matthews has a 42-acre lake on his property. <laughs> no, it's not, Steve. Had... It's a puddle. It's a puddle, man. <laughs> well, Ooh, you know, it's, it's an empty it's, puddle now. So he has, a, he, has a pond, he has a pond there. He has a pond. Well, but no, listen. He has a pond there. And you know what? Hey, hold on. Hold on. Let's let's get Steve's thoughts on this, since since he doesn't know 
any of the backstory at all and see what he thinks. Okay, so, Steve. Yeah, you go ahead, Bo. You, you go so, ahead and set it up. Uh, 12, 13 years ago, we stocked the lake with like 300 catfish and some bass. And, you know, we did the fish, you know, the, the fish day thing at the farm store. We stock nice. it up. I've been feeding these fish every year, a couple hundred pounds of catfish food. It's fantastic there. You know, when we approach the shore, the water bubbles because they're so excited they're getting food. They know they can hear me coming and I, I feed them. Well, and when, you, and we when you would throw the food in, it's like the, the water's boiling, right? Totally. Okay. Yeah. Totally. And we've caught several of them, and we're talking probably 18 inches long. They've, they've really grown out to be really, really nice. The last time I fished it was uh, 2000, November of 2011 or September of 2011. And since that time, the next spring, I go out there to feed the fish, and they are nowhere to be found. They're not bubbling the water. No, 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 no. No, Did I, no uh, November of 2018. Yeah, That's right. Two years ago, right. So, so coming up on two years ago, and I have not seen the fish since that last November we had caught, we had caught some fish out of there. My dad and I fished it, but they've disappeared. Now I do have a, a neighbor that blows off huge municipal style fireworks. And that's all we could think of was that it scared the fish to the bottom. And I put a, I put a jig where there's a weight at the very bottom, the hook about a foot off the bottom. And I can't catch anything. They're not in there. I just, we haven't seen them. They don't come to the surface. Even when I throw fi- uh, catfish food out there. Any idea? And never had a fish kill or anything like that. Nope, no, right. no. How how deep is the pond? Uh, deepest we found is fifteen foot. Okay, so it should be deep enough. Um, my uncle had a pond in Michigan, and we lost all of our bass that we were putting in there. It was only about ten feet because it, it it froze and it it you know it it killed off the fish. Yeah, uh, but, but these fish have been around for certainly deep enough. Yeah, to, they've uh, been in there for a decade though. And then they yeah. just disappeared. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I don't have, I don't have any ideas unless someone's sneaking in there and, and fishing. It. All Ta-da! right, all right. There it is. <laughs> there it is. Exactly. I do have a neighbor. I had a neighbor that asked me, "Hey, can I fish your pond every once in a while?" And I was like, "I'd rather you not, because I didn't want him falling in it, you know." And me right. be responsible. So I just said, no, I'd rather you not. Very kind answer, right? Well, these guys, these guys around here are saying, well, he snuck down there in the middle of the night. And Somebody did. Fish. Yeah. So we asked Mark in the last sec on the air, we asked Mark, and he said the same thing. I'd check your neighbor's freezer. And I said the oh, same I can't thing. Do that. Somebody is stealing. Somebody went in there and fished it. They don't just go to sleep. They don't just become calm all of a sudden. <laughs> Sounds like somebody's asking for forgiveness and not permission. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And then and then get this, uh everybody as we were uh off the air, Bo fills <laughs> us in a story. little bit more <laughs> and even though you are seem to be in denial about somebody stealing these fish from you it, it, it late at night and just Hundreds the of them, though. Hundreds. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Once they once the door is open and they find out there's nice fish in there, yeah, they can clean you out, Bo. Right, yeah. right. Okay. And then prob- and they then... might have had family over fishing. Yeah, you, you so, never know. So tell the story that you just told us off the air. Well, okay, so we're not that far apart. We're probably 150 yards from the neighbor. And so middle of the night, I wake up and I jump in a hot tub and I'm minding my own business. Well, I coughed. And next thing I know, I hear a voice saying, Jibo, it's awful late to be out. But it sounded like the guy was standing right there, but he was yet on his property. I'm like, 
that was just the creepiest thing in the world. Yeah. It was you know, dark out anyway. So he's walking I, back to his property. With a, hey, my property's with a going full my, of catfish. <laughs> right. <laughs> my uh, my property's going up for sale here real soon. We need to go bigger. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and you need anyway. to restock the pond. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's my pond, vision. Bigger 20 pond. Feet. Florida, Florida string bass, too. Yeah, there oh, you gosh. go. But uh, but Mark, okay. Mark, case closed, right? Somebody fished yeah, that pond yeah. dry. Yeah, they're in his freezer. Wow, <laughs> they're in his belly. Okay. All right, enough of me now. Tony, yeah. what's your fishing story? I don't really have one uh, here recently, but I did want to talk to I wanted to uh, talk to Steve about what we were um, uh, talking with Mark about on the show. Um, Mark's shop there, Bluff City Outdoors, is right by the Mississippi River in Alton. And we're talking about uh, the fishing community, the river fishing community, and, and how, uh, you know, that's picking back up. And, and I wanted to talk to Steve about uh, what he has experienced at the Lake of the Ozarks and other places as far as this year is concerned. Um, I don't know if it has to do with the pandemic and people not being able to go out and they're kind of rediscovering the, the great outdoors and maybe getting back out on the water. But it seems like... Um, it seems like fishing has been a very popular pastime this spring, and it seems like it's been a really great year. What have, what have you um, experienced so far this year? Um, I, you know, with the quarantine and everything, with the bakeries closed on Monday, my nephew and I have been getting out almost every Monday. We sneak out and we go down to the Lake of the Ozarks, and we've been fishing in the morning, and we have just had a fantastic year. Now. I am surprised on a Monday morning, there's a, there were, there's been a ton of boats out there. So a lot of activity on the lake going back to when we first started back in, in, in March, uh, we've been fishing March, April, May now. And it, it, for the first time in my life to fish every week, uh, a body of water like that, we've just had so much fun following the bass from the main Creek channel, you know, and the, and the main lake points back into the spawning areas and now the big girls are even starting to come back out it's just it's been phenomenal i've we've just had so much fun you know being able to you know fish every monday morning yeah and um what's been working for you here lately as far as what are the like what are the temperatures you're looking for what types of lures are you using i mean you know you don't have to give away all your secrets but um you know what? Uh, what has been what has been working for you here recently? Sure. Well, I mean, you know, in, in March when we first started in the spring, the colder weather, we were we were catching them uh, off of main lake points and also boat docks on right off the channel, and we were using you know jerk baits and little crank baits, and um, you know as we've been following the the bass back into the the spawning areas, of course, we're looking for that magical temperature, you know, in the 69, 70, or, you know, low 70s, you know, because that's when they like to spawn. But all fish spawn at different times. So in a big, a big body of water like Lake of the Ozarks, there's always fish coming up on the beds, coming off the beds. So, you know, it's a constant stream of fish going back and forth. Uh, as we've been following back into the, um, into the, uh, the spawning areas, We've been using things like that Rage uh, Craw on a Texas rig. We've been using Carolina rigs with lizards. Uh, we've been using jigs um, and even, you know, big spinner baits, big thumper spinner baits. Mm -hmm. um, lately, um, this last Monday, 
I, I caught two really nice ones. And one that I caught, my nephew spotted, uh, it was at the last boat dock in a shallow cove where they were probably spawning. Uh, I caught a, a big, big female and my nephew swears there was a, an identical one right next to it as mm. it came up under the dock. And so um, when I pulled her in, her, you know, her tail was, you know, she was spawned out. So, you know, some of them are even starting to, to move out. Now, I caught that one on a little rage menace, little, you know, uh, Texas rig style, just, yeah. you know, little, little small baits. And I was just dragging it underneath, you know, the corner of the dock, the last dock, you know, it, you know, until you get to that, that shallow area where they're, where they're spawning. Yeah, it seems like it's been a it, it seems like it's just been a really great year for whatever reason for everybody out there. I was mentioning that um unfortunately I haven't been out as much as I normally would be at this point. I do have a couple of trips scheduled here, so hopefully I'll be able to take advantage of it. But even in my the times that I've been able to to, to run out to a, a a lake or run or you know, be at the Lake of the Ozarks and and run down and, and fish for a little while. Um, I've had a, I've had really good success. Uh, Mark, what about that idea of um, the people either fishing for the first time ever or the first time in a long time it, because of the current situation in the world, um, things being limited, people not being able to maybe participate in the activities that they normally would? Are you seeing uh, not just in the fishing community there, but at the shop, Bluff City Outdoors, are a lot of people... Uh, coming back in and sort of reintroducing themselves to fishing because of of the state of the world right now. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, it, it it's mind numbing how many people that have come into the store and say, you know, they hadn't fished in ten years, yeah. but this is something they actually can go do. And and then just new people. I mean, you know, youngsters, some older people that have never fished before. It's just the, the amount of people. And they're enjoying themselves because now we're seeing them come back for the second, third, and fourth times and stuff. And and it's just it's really nice to be able to somebody to come in and hey, I, I haven't fished in ten years. What do I need? And we you know you hook them up with the you know something to get them going, and then they go out and have fun and, and take the kids out. It's it's, it's really good. I, I didn't see this coming, and it's just it's it's it, but it's almost all across the country. People have been going fishing, and they're getting reintroduced to the outdoors, and hopefully that will will translate into more getting out and enjoying the sport. You know? Amen. That's wonderful. And that's got to make hey, you feel hey, Mark, good, too. You... Hey, Mark, I was wondering, how are you doing as far as uh, tackle sales? Because at some of the other dealers, I've noticed that the shelves are pretty empty, and they're telling me, again, what you're telling me, record year, but also that they're, they're, hard, they're having a hard time getting a lot of the – the, the terminal tackle, because a lot of it's made in China? Yes, that's a lot of the companies that that are importing. It, it's a huge bottleneck. Uh, fortunately for us, the way we're, we're kind of organized over there with a lot of the, the companies, uh, you know, we, we buy direct from them. And, and I had loaded up pretty good this spring, you know, like, we, like I normally do. And then dealing with the smaller ones, especially some of the, the, the you know, the – on the crappie side, you got all these small crappie guys out there with their plastics and that. They're doing a really good job of resupplying because most of that stuff is U.S. built. Um, a lot of people don't know it. Your terminal stuff, a lot of that's imported. But most of your plastic baits uh, are almost all made in the United States. So they've been able to get that stuff resupplied. Uh, 
Some of your nice. big companies, uh, Zebco, Quantum, they had shut down for a while. Eagle Claw was shut down for a while. I think Strike King was shut down for a while. So some of that merchandise is a little bit harder to get, but, uh, you know, like I said, I just noticed the big box stores, they're, they're, they're bare, and I think it's because of the way they have to order and comes through their distribution and everything, and uh, whereas we can respond a little quicker. So while we have some stuff that's been very hard to get, other things we're, we're doing a nice job of. Uh, yeah, it's kind of like when you walk through the bicycle department at Walmart, all the bicycles are gone. And and I, I imagine it's because they're all coming from China. Um, but Mark, I got I got to just ask. I mean, it, it's got to make you feel really good. You've been around the, you know, the river fish and the catfish in a long time. Doesn't it kind of like reinvigorate you when you're seeing fishing through new eyes again, or you know, people revisiting this? Uh, they had great memories as a kid. I mean, you personally, that's got to be cool for you. Oh, it, it is. It is, and it's it's great to, to be able to help people out. And then you know, just for me, it's been it's. Kind of because the way things had, had gone in the fishing business for the last 10 years, you know, it was a slow, steady decline in the, the amount of participation, competing with the video games, trying to get new people into fishing. And then all at once, you see this thing and you're going, my gosh, there is still <laughs> people out there wanting to do these activities. And, and I think it's going to be very lasting. Yeah, it's just, I mean, you got the people that are getting into kayak fishing. You got groups mm. out there, kayak bass fishermen and kayak catfish are And I had a guy come in the other day and he was just saying he just bought his kayak and he went up, I think he went up uh, Piasaw Creek and caught like 50 bluegill back up in there. You know, you're sitting <laughs> going, that, for most people in most boats, that area where he went up in there, because it's so small, you know, it's inaccessible. But he, you know, went up in there, had a great time and shared it with me. I, I love that. Steve, I noticed that some of the um, uh, pictures that I've seen um, that uh, from your trips here recently, obviously mostly bass, but I but I've seen some crappie uh, that you've been catching. Are you catching those crappie on the uh, on the bass lures, fishing for bass, and the crappies are just hitting that as well? Or are you um, are, are you uh, mixing it up a bit and, and actually going for the crappie? No, we um we we're primarily fishing for bass, but we we like to use a really small little uh, crankbait. It's almost you could almost call it a a crappie a crappie uh, crankbait. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know you we've been catching big bass on those. And then yeah, I mean you'll catch some white bass. You even catch some some crappie on it. I've even had I've even had big catfish you know jump on it as well too. Yeah, just not at Bo's house though. <laughs> no. Oh gosh, really? Are we going there again? Put, if you don't mind, Steve, put those catfish in the live well and drive them to Bo's house because he needs to be reset. Hey, by the way, Steve, I I I want is your is your rest your is it a restaurant? Is it just a bakery? Great Irish uh, Bread uh, Company, uh, yeah, in Maplewood. It's bakery. I, I grew up I grew up in a donut shop, so I, I feel kinship uh, here. <laughs> uh, but I but I got to ask you, you know, I'm looking at these pictures that uh, Tony shared with us on your bass. I mean, these are unbelievable fish are you a are you a catch and release or are you a catch and grease no we we catch and release i mean we will catch, oh, we will no. keep some of the crappie uh but we release the bass um, okay, we, we do okay. keep the white bass and the crappie sometimes and you know get some fillets out of those what's the pressure been uh, like uh steve at the lake of the ozarks and and any other place that you've been is it more crowded uh like all the things that we've been talking about here you know with just more people being introduced to it are you are do you see more pressure on the water from fishermen or is it about what uh normal 
I, you know, I, I, I've been amazed because for a Monday morning, uh, it, the, I mean, we do. I mean, we're keeping our social distance of six feet between each boat. But there, there's just a ton of boats out there. And I, I've just been real surprised because yeah. I thought, you know, certainly at five o'clock in the morning on on Monday, hey, you know, it, it can't be that bad. But by 11 o'clock or so, I mean, there's fishermen all over the place. I mean, it, it, it's, it seems to be very crowded. I don't know what it normally is. Um, but it just seems strange for me. I, I think it's the quarantine. I think it's what yeah. you guys were saying. Mm-hmm. There's nothing else to do. So, hey, why not take advantage and, you know, let's go fishing. Well, you know, you mentioned the bicycles, and I actually, I should have sent this to you. I found a news story about that, of, about bikes, oh. and how they're sold out, and how they're gone everywhere. And it and it's, and according to this article that I read, it was because of the same reason that we're seeing more people uh, fishing is it just more people have been introduced or reintroduced to that lifestyle because they haven't been able to do what they norm the activities that they normally participate in, and it just created a run on the industry. It didn't say anything about like supplies coming from overseas or anything that like that. It just said that there's been an incredible spike in bicycle sales due yeah. to the pandemic. Yeah, but you would think that they would restock at some point. They've restocked yeah. toilet paper at some point. And like uh, like Steve was talking about, the fishing lures, or, or Mark was saying, you know, the fishing equipment is is gone because everybody's at my house fishing, obviously. But uh, <laughs> but so much stuff. is. This is what's crazy about this world is we, we source so much from this communist country. Yeah. And I just don't get I don't get it. I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't understand why we put ourselves in this position. That's a whole nother conversation. Um, no, it's yeah, this but... conversation. Let's go. Well, it's big. <laughs> it's, a, it's taxes and and cost and tariffs. Yeah, I yeah, get it. I there's get a it. whole lot that go into that. Uh, before we wrap things up, Mark, um, I wanted to, you know, you, you got all these new people coming in, uh, people that haven't been fishing for a long time, or maybe, you know, for the first time for somebody who might be listening that is, is really interested in getting back into fishing, but they just don't know where to start. They don't know how much it's going to cost. Like, what are the, what are the tips and advice that you give your customers when they come in and say like, Look, you know, I, I just kind of got the itch. I haven't fished since I was a kid, and, but I want to get going again. Um, it, what what kind of advice do you do you give uh, people, the customers that come in with that concern? Yeah, we usually, you know, we try to ask them real quick. Well, are they fishing on fishing on a pond, river, or big lake? Because that once we know that, then we can guide them to the types of lures that they need to fish that body of water. If they're going onto a pond. And they're wanting to catch some bass, crappie, bluegill. You know, we'll say, hey, you know, a, a Zepco 33 type, you know, combo for 30 bucks. And then we show them the baits, beetle spins, rooster tails, roadrunners. Those are just, they catch fish everywhere. So we, we hook them up with that simple stuff, easy to use, let them go have some fun. And then we had a couple of young gals that they're going to the dental school and they, they've been in probably 20 times now, but their first time in, that's what we hooked them up with. And then one of them caught a nice couple pound bass, you know, on, on, on I think on a rooster tail. So she comes back in and wants to get something a little bit better so she could try to catch a bigger one. And, and she caught a five, six pound bass the other day. You know, it's that's just awesome. It's cool to see that. And it's, it's just great because they can come into our store. We all know, we, you know, we're all fishermen. That's what we like to do. We're, we're, we're listening to all the customers coming in, tell us what's working, where they're catching fish, so we can help people out pretty well. 
and it's just it's just neat, you know. Good stuff. Yeah, and for people that uh, that maybe didn't hear the show this week, uh, one more time, tell them how they can find you out there at Bluff City Outdoors uh, website, address, social media, all that good stuff. Yep. So our website's bluffcityoutdoors.com, and we're also on Facebook, Bluff City Outdoors. Uh, we're in Alton, one mile east of Fast Eddie. Most people know where that's at. Uh, we're just a mile down the road. And uh, like I said, it's just come in and see us. We're open seven days a week. The only days of the year we close are Thanksgiving Day, Christmas, and New Year's. There you go. And they have got you covered at Bluff City Outdoors. Trust me on that. I have uh, many lures and a lot of my gear in the tackle boxes from Bluff City. And, and we've uh, added a tremendous amount of crappie stuff this spring. Oh, nice. Yeah, good, yeah, yeah, it's, good it's, stuff. And we're adding more and more bass stuff. We're, we're really getting it reshaped uh, but and the people are responding and loving it. That's great. We added a big selection of Guggen baits, which that's you know the young young people really follow that, and uh, so we put a bunch of that in. And you know, once the word got out, they come in there in droves and and buy that stuff. So gotcha. it's really neat. That is that's awesome. BluffCityOutdoors.com. Make sure you go and check it out. And Steve, uh, you know anybody that's listened to me for any amount of time knows that uh, you and I have a, a good friendship. You were a longtime sponsor of uh, the radio station as well. And a Great Harvest Bread Company out there in Maplewood is a awesome place to go. Um, tell people about the the bakery. Uh, well, we're on uh, Manchester across some schnooks in downtown Maplewood, uh, 7360 Manchester Road, um, trying to come back to normal uh, after this, uh, this, this virus. We are open um, uh, five days a week. Uh, we're baking. We do have curbside service. Uh, we've got a great staff of uh, bread ambassadors. <laughs> and, uh, you know, in any given day, we think we make the best whole wheat bread and cookies and muffins and cinnamon rolls uh. on the planet. I and I co-sign that 100%. Make sure you pick up some pumpkin bread anytime you are there because that is my favorite. But yeah, cookies, <laughs> muffins, the bread. You can even uh, grab yourself lunch if you are in Maplewood around lunchtime. Uh, great little lunch menu as well out there at <laughs> Father's Harvest. Father's Day this weekend too. Yeah. Cookies and pumpkin bread. That's right. That's right. Hope, Happy f- hope, hopefully someone will think of you, Tony. Yeah, hopefully we'll see. <laughs> We'll find out, right? <laughs> well, uh, Mark McMurray from Bluff City Outdoors, Steve Jaywar from Great Harvest Bread Company. Thanks, guys, so much for uh, joining us for the podcast exclusive this week. All right. Thanks, Mark. Yeah. Bo. Tony. You bet. Thank you, guys. Happy Father's Day, everybody. Yeah, happy Father's yep. Day happy Father's to Day. all the fathers out there. And once again, thank you for downloading the podcast exclusive of Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Don't forget, we put out two podcasts every week. The show podcast goes out on Fridays, and the podcast exclusive goes out on Mondays. That's going to do it for this week's podcast exclusive for my partner, Bo Matthews, and our producer, Chad Ellis. I'm Tony Colombo. Thank you so much for listening to another podcast exclusive of Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Get more at 971talk.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.